Thank you for tuning in to Hill Country Fellowship's audio podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired as you listen today. For more information, visit us online at hcfburnett.org. Good morning, church. Y'all, y'all doing well? Good. Tryptophan? Yes. Hey, I'm super excited to open up our uh, Christmas series today. His name will be... How many of you can think of a couple of names of God that maybe you've known over the course of your years, right? The names of God. He is with you. That's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at His name will be Emmanuel, God with us. And I got... I'm, there's two things I'm not supposed to say that, my, you know, my family, they critique my stuff prior to. They're like, don't say this and don't do that. They're, they're helping me out because I'm really good at repeating things like in us and through us. Um, anyway, it's good, good to have some good fans and some good coaches on the, on the sidelines. But, but his name will be, I think a lot of times we get stuck in the fact that Emmanuel, God with us, we know that he was over here in Genesis, Right? And that he is coming back over here in Revelation, but a lot of times we forget that he's in the middle too. He's God with us. He's God with you. I want you to say this, God with me. Make it personal because he's with you, amen? I mean, he's, he's going through every, every nook, cranny and everything that you're walking through, good, bad, and ugly. And the goal today is to know this, is to have a proper understanding that Jesus came to be present with you. And he was the greatest present ever given, amen? But he's present with us now. He's always near. He wants to be the God of the past, the God of your future, but he wants to be the God of now. He wants to be alive in you. He wants to be walking through life with you. He wants to carry through all those circumstances because he really is God with us. If you'll turn to Isaiah chapter 9. This morning I'm going to read out of the NLT. But he really is God with us. Here's my hope that you will realize that there is a God present with you. I mean, we celebrated Thanksgiving. We ate. We laughed a ton I prayed and I cried. That's normal in my house. But I was overcome with just this thankfulness, right? Overwhelmed with his goodness and the fact that he is with me. His son, he's with you, his daughter. So Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justness from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make it happen. Amen. God, we just pray that you would come. You would open our hearts and our ears to hear from you today. Holy Spirit, will you speak to us? Will you be present in these moments? Will you breathe on your very word today? 
for each one that is here, that's tuned in online, that'll be listening on the radio, will you speak directly to each son and each daughter that you are with us in the mighty name of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23, I love how this reads. Again, he's the God of over here was and and is to come, but he's also the God of the present. And it says this, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. How many of you know that God is present with you right now? Awesome. I mean, really, really, really in your knower, do you know that he's the wonderful counselor? I mean, he gives good counsel, right, if we listen. You know, half the time we just need to clean out our ears and go, okay, I did ask you about that and you spoke, but I just got to get that stuff out, right? You are the wonderful counselor. Your wisdom is so amazing that if I would listen, I wouldn't have to suffer my own uh, unfortunate mistakes. How about mighty God? He's powerful, right? He's moving upon the behalf of you, your friends, your family, this great nation that he established, he's, he's not sleeping or slumbering or worried, wringing his hands about how things are going to work out because he's got it all figured out, right? God, you're mighty God. You do crazy cool things. How about everlasting father? That's never ending. He's always going to be a really good dad to you. Maybe for the first time today, he'll become a really good dad to you. Prince of peace, no matter what you are walking through, you can have peace. Amen? No matter the circumstance or situation, peace. God, I know you've got it under control because you're a wonderful counselor. You're a mighty God. You're everlasting. You never end. Same yesterday, today, and forever. And you are the Prince of Peace. So we need to receive that today. Do we see him that way though? Do we see him as wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father? Prince of Peace, eh, maybe not so much today. Maybe you need a little more Prince of Peace at your holiday gatherings. A little extra grace. <laughs> How do you see him then if you don't see him that way? What is your view of God and is your view of God right? How we view him as wonderful counselor, everlasting God, Emmanuel, God with us, will greatly shape how we serve him with our lives too. If we don't have our view of God right, we won't fully give ourselves to the whole enchilada. We'll, we'll withhold ourselves and we'll miss the very fullness of the blessing of living in relationship and doing crazy cool stuff for the living God. Isaiah 7 verses 10 through 14 Later, the Lord sent this message to King Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a sign of confirmation, Ahaz. Make it as difficult as you want, as high as heaven or as deep as the place of the dead. I mean, he's like, big ask, right? Like, ask him to show up. But the king refused. No, he said, I will not test the Lord like that. Yeah, maybe smart. Then Isaiah said, listen well, you royal family of David. Isn't it enough to exhaust uh, human patience? Must you also exhaust the patience of my God as well? All right, then the Lord will give, him, give, you, give himself give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. Present. How many of you have ever had a negative view of God? You don't have to stick up your hand. I mean, I've been there, done that, right? 
I didn't see him for who he actually was. I wasn't even sure who he was or if he was really real in my early 20s. Maybe you just see him as someone told you you should see him. What if somebody told you wrong? What if they communicated? What if they modeled? What if their view of God was askew and they've communicated that view and you're just half a bubble off, right? The reality of a God who wants to be with you. Who wants to be present in your circumstances now so that you can be with him and hang out with him forever without this stuff dragging on you. What if your view of God is, is a little bit clouded glass, you know? You ever clean your windshield on the inside when it gets super funky and you try to wipe it with your hand and it's even more messy? That's what happens sometimes. Our view of God gets off. We, we walk through hard things and all of a sudden we're like, mm, eh, I'm, not, I'm not really sure if you are a mighty God. or I'm not even sure if you're the Prince of Peace because my life doesn't look like that. What if someone painted a very bad picture for you of, of who God actually is and that shaped your view of your heavenly father who desires to be in intense relationship with you? God present in your circumstances, God present in your family, God present in your marriage, God present with your kids who you would love to strangle and choke sometimes, amen? I mean, what if we just need to ask God to just wipe the slate clean? Matter of fact, let's do that right now. Just close, close your eyes. And imagine your current view of God. Maybe it's ugly. That's okay. He's a really big, good God. Maybe it's just slightly off. Maybe you've been through something recently and you're like, man, I don't think I'm seeing you for who you actually are. So God, we just pray and you just pray to him in your own way. God, I pray that you would clear minds, God, as we move on through this service today. I pray that you would erase like a whiteboard, just dry erase marker gone, bad views, misunderstandings, miscomprehension. I pray you just wipe that slate super clean today. You would remove circumstances and things that would cause us to believe something different about who you are today. In Jesus' name, amen. Because here's what will happen. An improper view of God, a misunderstanding of who your heavenly father is will mess up your relationship with him because he'll never be able to be a close God like he desires to be to you. He'll never be able to be involved in the very details of your life because you'll keep him at arm's length because as long as I'm saved, I'm good. I'm just going to be patient right here and wait till heaven. Boo. Because that's not what he has for you. It's not a get saved and wait till the end type deal. It is a get saved now. How can, I, how can I live for you, God, with every fiber of my being? How can I give you really, and sometimes we wonder, can I really give you all of my life? Do you want it? It's kind of messy. His answer is yes, I'll take you as you are. I didn't say get cleaned up first and then come. I said just come, let me love you. Let me lead you. Let me help you. Let me be present in your life as I'm working it out. Because if we have a wrong view of God and we hold him at arm's distance, he can never be the father he wants to be. And we can never really know what it is to be a child of the living, everlasting, mighty, loving God. Some of us have had bad examples. Some of us had parents that have been bad examples. Some of us have had moms, dads, uncles, whatever, who talked about Jesus and looked a total different way every other day of the week, and they were not great examples for you. 
Some of us have come up in religion instead of relationship, and that religion has ruined our view of who God actually is and how he wants to participate with you as a son and as a daughter. God is with you. God is for you. God is looking to be smack dab in the middle of everything that you're doing. He simply wants to be present in your now. He wants to be with you. Amen? Because Emmanuel is personal. He's personal. My, my best friend is sitting right down here on the front. Leslie is my best friend. I tell her all the stuff that I need to tell her, all the stuff that I shouldn't tell her, all the stuff. I mean, I just tell her all the stuff. And she tells me when I'm wrong. Amen? She's my anchor. Tells me when I can't do certain things, say certain things, post certain things. She, she helps me. She's personal in my life. I mean, God's a personal God. In Adam, with Adam and Eve in the garden, can you imagine that? God shows up here for my nightly walk. Let's go. How cool would that be? God, you're amazing. I mean, but the thing is, is he wants to do that with you now. He wants to be, remember, this is the God that was, right? And if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, I have to believe if he's the God of then and the God of the future to come, then he wants to be right here. Right now. I mean, Deuteronomy chapter 34, we see God interacting face to face with Moses. How, I mean, partially how freaky would that be? You'd be like, ah, oh, it's you. Like he was so personal with Moses. He, he hung out with Moses. He came and spoke to Moses for the people. And if you doubt that maybe God is that personal, it says that when Moses passed away, the Lord himself went and got Moses' body. Messes me up, man. He's so personal. He went and got Moses' body. And he loved his son Moses so much that he went and buried Moses. In an undisclosed, undisclosed burial site. Like, nobody knows where that is, but if God is that close... That he would scoop up a man, a human body, and go and bury him? That's a pretty personal God. What about Abraham? And what about Joshua and Joseph and Jacob? And the list goes on and on and on. God is always with his people and he wants to be with you just like that. You know, Christianity is the only religion that is a picture of a, of a mighty, everlasting, loving, powerful God reaching down to his creation saying, come here, I want to be with you. No other religion on the face of the planet is that. It is a man striving to build a personal relationship with God out of the stuff you can do, the checkbox stuff that you can show up, the religious made it on Sunday, went to real life group, da 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 da, da. That's not what this is about. All that stuff is good. Because it builds relationship and a person, personal touch. But it's not about all that. It is, it's the only picture. Christianity, hey, I'm reaching for you. I, I love you. I see you in your mess. I see you in your struggle. And I want to be with you if you'll let me. It's not about how hard we work and how good we are and the things that we've done. Because even Isaiah says our best is filthy rags before the Lord. But yet he says, come here in your mess. You're beautiful. I love you. I want you. I desire you to be close to me. I think that's the other personal struggle. You're like, God, you, you see this, right? Yeah, but I still want to be personal with you. Come here. I'm a personal God. Emmanuel is also powerful, though, right? 
I mean, think about creation. You go and read Genesis and like he breathes. <sighs> Stuff happens. Water goes to the place. He, he says, mountain, be there. Water, fill up that hole. <sighs> Man, I want to go back and watch that. Anyway, that's my childlike faith. I think we'll get to in heaven. We'll get to see it all. Forward to backward. Hanging out with Jesus forever. But he's powerful. He speaks things into existence. The very breath of God that created and that was the breath of life in Jesus. The Holy Spirit lives in you. It's present in every believer. And that word in the Hebrew is ruach. That is the very life breath that created this world lives in you. Anybody ever experience a sign, a miracle, or a wonder? Amen. What about the Red Sea? I mean, come on. Straight through. And then they forgot. <laughs> and then he parts the Jordan. I mean, victory after victory after victory. I mean, they march around Jericho, right? Man, this is getting really boring. Day after day after day. And then all of a sudden, God moves. You're praying, believing, contending for something, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen. And God shows up because he's a personal God. And he's a powerful God. And he's able to do crazy, cool things. Amen? He desires to do that for everyone in this place today. Acts chapter 5. I mean, this is the faith of people too, right? The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the, uh, in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. But no one else dared to join them, even though all the people had regard for them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord, crowds of both men and women. As a result, the apostles, um, as a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across them as he went by. I mean, is that some crazy faith? Man, if I can just get in the shadow of Peter, like, I'll be healed. If I can just get to that place, I'll be restored. I mean, they were believing for crazy stuff. And it says, it says this, it says, Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and, possessed, and, and those possessed by evil spirits. And they were all, A-L-L, healed. Not one of them came and wasn't healed. That's a pretty powerful God, y'all. Guess what? He still does it today. Amen? He's still healing bodies. Some of you, I look around, I know your stories. He's healing cancer, amen? He's sustaining some of you through disease. I mean, some of you, I mean, I know there's some stories in here too of, of births that shouldn't have happened and there's babies in those wombs growing, living, and getting ready to be in your physical presence, amen? That's miraculous. What about when one, like, did you know that you're all a miracle? She, yes. You're all a miracle because at one point you were dead and now you're alive, amen? He brings dead things to life, y'all. That's a very, very powerful God. I mean, think about those stories. Think about those miracles. When you're at a hard point in your life, just turn around and look back of the monuments that you've built where he's come through time and time and time again because he's faithful. Emmanuel is also permeating. 
He desires to be smack dab in the middle of your lives. I was sprinkling some stuff on my turkey and just on the top side, you know, because I'm going to, I'm going to, I want that seasoning to go all the way through and I'm sprinkling it on there because as it cooks, all that stuff goes through. It permeates every layer of that turkey. And my turkey was bomb, y'all. Just saying. I heard this analogy of a man given one time about his mother roasting um, beef on the spit and she salted just the one side and she didn't salt the other side. And he asked his mom why and she said, because as it slow cooks, it permeates every layer of that meat. It melts down on through and it gets super yummy. That's what it is. God desires to be smack dab in the fabric of your lives, so close, so connected that he's just melting down in every layer. He's changing you. He's making you more salty. He's making you more, even like Pastor Scott's at the beginning, he's making you more light when you step into situations and you need to be Jesus and you don't feel like you have it, but you have a God who's with you in the middle of those circumstances. He wants to transform us more into his image, right? Some of you are going, I don't look like Jesus today. Good, me neither. He was a brown Hebrew, Hebrew guy. I'm a short, bald, white dude. But I want to look more like him. I want to have the joy and peace and patience. And I want to I be, be present with him so that when I go out, he's present with me. And it's not Jeremy getting out. It's Jesus getting out. Amen? I want to I be so connected to the source that I'm not missing anything. 2 Corinthians 6 But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is, there's what? Freedom. Freedom. Wherever the spirit of the Lord is, you know, the spirit of the Lord is in everyone in this place today who said yes to Jesus. That spirit brings freedom. So all of us who have made that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. Amen. There is hope for me. To reflect the life of Jesus, the life that's permeated my life, changed my life, gets to leak out on everybody around me in a good, healthy way. You don't feel like you've been, you know, vomited on. You feel like, God, I'm so full of you that wherever I go, I just leak Jesus. I look like you. There is this thing that changes my heart and my attitude towards people. I mean, can you imagine that with unveiled faces we truck right into the throne room of heaven? That's how personal he is. That's how much he wants to permeate your very life so that when you roll in, you know that you belong there. I think that's the wrestling with some of us. We, don't, we still don't feel like some days we belong. And God says, you belong. You're a co-heir to the throne of heaven because I've permeated your life. Because I've filled you with my spirit and I'm cooking up something super good. Do you want to participate? Yes, I do. Put me in, coach. I want to I do this for you, God. I want to be full of you so that when I go about my day, that people recognize something different. I was in the checkout line at HEB, and I was just talking to the clerk and talking about stuff and life. And she's like, man, I'm off in 15 minutes. And I made a joke. I'm like, yeah, I'm in ministry. The clock never shuts off because it really doesn't, right? For any of us because we love Jesus and we love people, and that's what we do. We give our lives to it, and we were, we were bantering back and forth and this guy goes, yeah, I knew there was something different about you. And I was like, oh, no, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, I knew there was something different about you. He's like, I'm like, yeah, man, it's Jesus. You should come check out our church. It's amazing. 
Come, be loved on, be, be transformed by God. I don't say that to say, look at me. I was just Jesus in that moment permeating my life, leaking out in H-E-B. And this guy goes, yeah, there's something different about you. I don't know what he believes, but man, I got a moment there to let the God who had permeated my life get out. Who knows? Gathering in small, caring community, not just here on Sunday, but in a real life group and Wednesday Night Live. And there's so many other things going on for us to get filled up that it looks like Acts 2.42. It looks like us gathering together to worship the living God. Gathering together in community, asking God, Lord, will, will you put your word in me so this is not just a textbook? Your word is living and your word is active, but I don't want this just to be a book, God. Amen? I remember for the first time picking up my Bible after I said yes to Jesus. It just wasn't a book anymore. It just wasn't some stories that looked super cool it was life. It was living. It wanted to participate with me and encourage me by the Holy Spirit, giving me the sight to see these words as not just words, but as life. It becomes a whole new read through the lens of the Holy Spirit. Anybody ever wash a car and fill up a sponge and you squish it super hard and then you let go? What does it do? Sucks up all the water in the bucket, right? And then you take it out, and it's kind of drippy. And then you squeeze it. Water. I think that's what our lives are supposed to be like. I think if we really do understand that he's a, a personal, powerful, permeating God, that when we suck that up, it, it just naturally leaks out of our lives. It looks different. The God with us gets out, right? He breaks your box. And he gets out and he brings effective change in the lives of people around you. Could be the guy in the line at H-E-B. Maybe it's someone you've been speaking truth and love to and need extra grace on your job. But maybe this is the time where this personal, powerful, permeating God comes alive on the inside of you. And effectively touches another life. Changes another script forever. That it's not just the God who was and is to come. But that he's living, present, smack dab in the middle of our lives. We are filled to be poured out, to be filled, to be poured out over and over and over again. I mean, it's Jesus, right? So connected to the source, so plugged in. The same Holy Spirit that lived in Jesus lives in you. Fully, he was fully man, fully God. You know, it'd be nice to have a little extra. But we had the Holy Spirit, you guys, who's wanting to interact in our lives, illuminate this word in a fresh way. Lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Amen? And he wants to use you. But he's personal, he's powerful, he wants to permeate your life, but he's a really close God. Amen? Are you thankful that he's a close God? When I was a kid, I used to think like, if I do something wrong, I'm going to get fried with like a lightning bolt from heaven. Anybody ever been there? Okay, be free in Jesus' name. I was so worried and consumed that he wouldn't love me or that I just had a bad view of God. I didn't quite understand who he really was and who he wanted to be in my life. But again, when I said, God, I think I have messed this up. I want to know you like you are. 
I don't want my past experiences to dictate who you are. I want you to be a close, real God in me. And man, you said, come as I am, and here I am, and I don't look so good. I'm a, I'm a mess. But he said, yeah, but I, I still pick you. I, I still have good things for you to do, son. So he's a close God. He's present now. Say, he's, he, say God with me. I want you all to say it. God with me. Say it like you mean it. God with me. That's where he is. It's not the God of was or is to come, although he's all of that, but it's God now present with you, walking with you. He is for you. And if he's for you, man, no one can be against you. Nothing that can happen on this earth can separate us from the love and the goodness of God. We wrestle through hard things, right? We walk through hard stuff. But he's present in our good times and our bad times and the in-between. He's dwelt among us since Genesis all the way to Revelation. He was physically the word become flesh present with them. And then he is the Holy Spirit in you and the life of a believer living, active, participating with you. If, again, if we'll let him. Look, maybe you came today and you don't know the God of John 3.16 that you were so loved that he sent his one and only son for you. As we're handing out communion, getting ready to take that together today, maybe you, maybe you need to get your heart and your life straight. Maybe you just need to close your eyes right there with that cup in your hand and that bread in your hand and say, Jesus, I choose you. Jesus, I need you. I want you to be a close God. I want you to be personal and powerful and permeating in my life. I, I need you. Maybe you just need to cry out to him right, day, right now today and just... Take salvation. Receive that free gift, that present, that's the best gift that's ever been given. Jesus, his life for your life. The worst that you have for the absolute best that he has. Man, Romans 5.8, even while I was incomplete, we were in complete opposition to God. He died for us. What a crazy cool gift. Something to be super thankful for, right? God, thank you that you're a close God. You thankful for that today? I'm telling you, man. When we begin to understand who he is and how he wants to participate, as a really good dad, and I just think some of you, maybe you had some really bad examples. And maybe God wants to flip the script today for you. Maybe he wants to change your view. Maybe he wants to clean up your windshield a little bit and go, ah, oh, son, ah, oh, daughter, that's really not how I am. I really want you to see me today. I wanna be your God. I want to be your dad. I really, really, really want you to be my son or my daughter today, forever. 
And I want to be present with you through it all. Luke 22 says this, it says, Jesus, he took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to his disciples. And I imagine him breaking off pieces for each one. And he breaks off that last piece and he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Can you imagine that? And I so, so loved you, son. Daughter, I so, so loved you that I was willing, was willing to hang on that cross. I was willing to endure it for you. That's pretty amazing. Jesus holding that bread. His body broken for you so that you could see him as Emmanuel, God, with you. Jesus, we thank you for this bread today that represents your body that was broken for us. And we take it now and we do that in remembrance of you. Take the bread with me today. It says, after supper, he took another cup of wine and said, this is the cup. This cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed by my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. Jesus, thank you for your blood. Thank you that there is power in your blood. So God with us, we do this and we take this cup, your blood poured out in remembrance of you today. In Jesus' name, take the cup with me. God with us. Will you stand? God with us, not God that was and God that is to come, but God with us now. Did you feel it in worship when you reached out and he came? Maybe you barely made it here, but when you reached out, the Holy Spirit was like, I see you. I love you so thankful that you're here today this Holy Spirit that lives in the life of a believer to lead us and guide us in all righteousness to help us see God as he is to know Jesus as this ultimate ultimate sacrifice for us for us to experience him as a good good father this personal powerful permeating God Emmanuel God with us not God that will be or was, but is present now, has called us to live our lives connected to him. He's the source that never runs out of juice. He's the battery that never goes dead. He is the lifeblood. There is, there is power in the blood of Jesus, amen, to save a life, to cause dead people to come back to life. Jesus says this in the Great Commission in Matthew 28, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. So therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey, obey all the commands I have given you. 
and be sure of this. I am with you. Always, even to the end of the age. HCF, he's with us. He's present in us. And I would say as we close the service and worship a little bit more today that these altars are open. Come and meet that God that's personal and powerful and permeating today. Come and meet that God that's with you in the middle of the mess. Come and meet the God who maybe you've been taught wrong, told wrong, and you've misunderstood. Let him change your mind today. Heavenly Father, we come. Emmanuel, God with us, will you come and inhabit our praises today? Your name will be and is wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father. You are the Prince of Peace in the midst of the circumstances that we cannot figure out. I'm thankful you are with us. And Jesus, you sent the Holy Spirit to empower us, to lead us and guide us, to be personal and powerful and permeating this connected peace to the source of heaven that we would make your kingdom come, God. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God, come and show up. Will you light a fire in our hearts today? In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening. For more sermons and full-service replays, visit us online at hcfburnit.org. God bless and have a great week.